hello and welcome to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Eve Giovanna, and together we're going to navigate this overwhelming modern world by discussing topics such as spirituality, mental health, enjoying your own company, and much more, all in the hopes that you can find some contentment and inner peace with your authentic self. Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of the Contentment Theory podcast. So I thought it would be useful to give a little bit of background about why I wanted to start the podcast and give you a little bit more depth about the direction the podcast is going in. So a couple of years ago my mental health took a big decline and I was anxious all the time and my existence was just one big struggle So I did some soul searching and I realised that I was dissatisfied in so many areas of my life. And I think that one of the biggest areas was I realised that my fear of like shame, embarrassment, judgment and failure, they were all navigating my life. And I stopped expressing myself who I really was. And to be honest, I kind of lost myself on the way because I didn't really know who I was anymore because I was living my life by other people's standards and values. I wasn't really allowing myself to grow and change because of all these fears. So I'd say within the past year, I've been going through a self-discovering journey of what it means to me to have an authentic, fulfilling and contented life. I've been really asking myself, what is it that my heart desires, but I've been too afraid to act on because of all these fears. So I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I've just been too afraid to put myself out there because of these fears. So I am so pleased to say that I finally pushed through and I've got here and I'm recording the first ever episode. I wouldn't like to pin down exactly what's going to be said in this space because I want the podcast to like grow and change with me on this journey that I'm going on but I would say like broadly we're obviously going to be speaking about mental health, spirituality and just like generally finding contentment in being alone and coming back to being comfortable with who you really are. Also if you follow me on social media you'll know like a bit more of my vision in depth and this podcast is going to be in line with that vision so if you want to check out my social media my tiktok handle and instagram handle is evegiovanna underscore so that's e-v-e-g-i-o-v-a-n-a underscore okay so that's a little bit about me and my journey so far before i kick start the episode i just wanted to jump in and say i'm sorry if the sound isn't amazing it's actually a lot harder to get really good podcast a really good podcast sound than I anticipated and I'm working on a budget so if anybody wants to send me some like tips or advice on how to create really good sound from your bedroom so I wanted to kickstart this podcast with the first ever episode being about a topic that has completely changed my life I would even say it's kind of like a philosophy And it has been a huge key factor in my self-discovering journey. And it's quite simple, really. You call it a few things. So letting go of control, trusting the universe, trusting yourself. And it's essentially this idea that you don't have to be fully in control of every aspect of your life for things to be going well and to be happy and to be content. 
you don't always need a step-by-step plan. And also, I think it could be, it could be argued that this way of living could actually open up your life in so many wonderful ways. And so many great things can happen when you relinquish control. And I'm going to discuss the how and the why. The way that I'm going to go about navigating this topic is I'm going to give you a little bit of background story about how I lived my life before I came across this way of living. So I used to have really crippling anxiety and I think it hit its peak about two years ago during the pandemic. And so a coping mechanism that I used to use was to try, control and plan everything. And I think that the thought process behind that was if I knew what was going to happen, then I would have nothing to worry about. So this would take form in the small things and big things. So for example, I would plan every last detail of my day-to-day life incessantly. I would plan my weekend to every last detail to make sure that I was doing everything that I felt like I should be doing. Emphasis on the should. My weekend would be going from planned activity to planned activity and... It felt like at the time I was being productive, but now I realise this is toxic productivity. That's a topic for another day. Anyway, I think it got so bad at one point, I was trying to plan my day out in 10 minute slots, which now sounds like absolute insanity. It was so regimented and claustrophobic. Also, say me and my friends had planned, say, a night out or we were going out for dinner. I would need to plan everything to the detail even like thinking about like what conversations we were going to have and say on the night if something didn't go to plan I would become so anxious and I just couldn't cope with it in the long term I became increasingly worried about the future I didn't know what I wanted out of life I went down a career path which I realised after a few years I didn't want to go down because it wasn't actually suited to me and it was having a negative impact on my overall well-being. I was obsessed with planning what my life looked like and what was going to happen over the next few years and I didn't know what I wanted to do and I was stuck in a feedback loop from hell. By the way, a feedback loop from hell is this sort of like a thought gets planted in your mind and then you just go over it and over it and and become like more anxious about it and you kind of get annoyed at yourself well I get annoyed at myself for thinking about this thing that I'm anxious about but then you can't stop thinking about it because it's like a snowball effect. I began to notice that I wasn't actually having fun or enjoying my life really and there was other reasons for that but I think needing to have control over all aspects of my life was a key issue and I noticed that when I was like having going through these plans that I made with my friends I was just sort of going through the motions of what I needed to do I wasn't actually enjoying myself it was almost like I wasn't questioning do I actually do I actually like living this way but another layer of needed to control every aspect of my life was I was obsessed with controlling the outcome of the situation and I would be beside myself with anxiety because I didn't know how something was going to play out. So a good example of this was 
I used to live with my sister, we lived together for a few years. And then she said, oh, I want to move out, I want to live with my boyfriend. And I knew about six months before our contract was going to end that um, I was going to have to find a new roommate and move in somewhere new. And for a while, I was kind of really anxious about the million and one different situations that could happen and I couldn't have control over that so with a new flatmate you're just you're not really sure about how it is going to be when you live with them you just have to kind of move in and see how it goes and the thought of that gave me quite a lot of anxiety and it got to the point where I was like I can't spend the next six months of my life stewing in this anxiety over all the different situations that could happen because obviously six months is a long time to be really anxious and also I just wanted to spend the last few months that I'll be living with my sister having fun and enjoying each other's company so I think this was sort of the beginning of the turning point that I had this was must be about a year ago nearly a year ago now where I realised that maybe I'm going to have to let go of control a little bit because I am just constantly like catastrophizing and worrying about what is going to happen and it's taken over it was taken over my life so one of the big things that helped me let go of control and change my perspective was this book called Don't Believe Everything You Think by Joseph Nguyen, excuse me if I didn't say that right, so you spell it N-G-U-Y-E-N. I can't remember exactly when I read this book, I think it might have been maybe like eight months ago or something, but I remember at the time when I finished the book I felt so much lighter than I had in a long time because it just helped me shift my perspective on life. Also, what I will say is There's nothing in this book that I haven't already heard before, or most of it anyway. It just took this book for this particular message to sink in. I don't know, the author just said it in a certain way and it it really resonated with me. So I think this book has a lot to offer in many different aspects of life, but I'm just going to focus on the sections of what relates to this podcast episode, which is mainly chapters 13 and 14. I'm going to start with a quote, which was at the beginning of chapter 13, I think. Although there are no right or wrong decisions we can make, just like there are no wrong keys on a piano, there are decisions, keys, that are more pleasant than others on the context. Knowing that there is no right or wrong relieves us from quite a bit of pressure to choose the right one now. And I absolutely love this analogy. The author is essentially saying that There are no right or wrong paths in life. And that is so true. So I'm going to give you an example from my life currently right now. You might have seen on my social media, but I am moving to Canada in a month. And honestly, it is overwhelming how many different options and choices there are in terms of everything. So like accommodation, where do I go and live? What sort of job do I do? And I am grateful for all of these options and choices. It's definitely like a first world problem. But I think part of me was worried about what if I what if I don't choose the right one. But now I'm sort of in this mindset where I'm like, 
I don't think any any of the choices will be wrong. It's just some of them may have a less desirable outcome. So instead of attaching all this heavy emotion and being annoyed at myself and making this quote-unquote wrong decision, I'd just like to say that, oh, well, that's okay. Like, it was just an experience and it had a less desired outcome and that's okay because usually I learn from usually I learn from the experience. So changing my perspective, my mindset has given me so much freedom to make decisions a lot quicker and just see things as experiences and like gaining knowledge from them, even if that knowledge is just knowing that a particular experience is not for me. At least I know now that I don't like that particular thing. So for example, going back to my example, I've been looking at different workway accommodations that I can stay in. And I think that it definitely is like a risk and a gamble. Maybe I won't get along with certain people or I won't like doing certain jobs. But I know that, you know, once I've had that experience, I'll know that I don't want to do it again. I'm in the mindset now of I would much rather have tried something and not liked it than be frozen in fear and not do anything because I'm not growing, I'm not changing, I'm not learning if I am frozen in fear. And don't get me wrong, like, it is scary. But I think that the things that you can get out of putting yourself out of your comfort zone is much more beneficial than staying frozen in fear and not doing anything. I think that something that's helped me move forward with my life is accepting the fact that inevitably things are going to have less desirable outcomes in life regardless of how much planning you do, how much worrying you do and this realisation has really helped me move forward out of this place of being frozen in fear. Okay, so another pearl of wisdom that I wanted to share is talk, the author talks about this idea of trusting your gut. So the author says that most of the time deep down, this is paraphrasing by the way, the author says that most of the time deep down we already know what we need to do in any specific situation. When we try to think, analyse, create pros and cons and ask every man and the dog for advice, it causes anxiety and frustration in making decisions. And I think that this is so true. So I used to spend so much time agonising, ruminating and worrying over decisions, the big ones, the small ones, and it was exhausting. And I was wasting so much time and energy over making these decisions whether they were big or small I was obsessed with trying to make the right decision and I think another layer of it is I was wasting so much time and energy into things that most of the time wouldn't happen I think that's going back to catastrophizing so I think that your time and your energy are your two most precious resources because you don't have infinite amounts of these So I felt like I was unnecessarily wasting my two most precious resources. So going back to this idea of trusting your gut instincts. So the author likes to compare your gut instincts with a real life GPS. He says that the only thing you can't control is how and which path you will go through because there are infinite possibilities. You will get there, there just isn't a guarantee of how you'll get there. I understand that listening to your gut instincts can be scary sometimes because a lot of the time 
it isn't something that you can quantify. However, let me share a quote from this book that helped me shift my mindset. So, we as humans always fear the unknown because we can't predict what might happen. It is only when we step into the unknown that we can begin to experience the limitless possibilities that life can bring us. This is why magical things and miracles can happen when we trust our intuition. It is for this reason that we only need to know the what of what we want to manifest, but not the now. So I think that right now my life has got quite a few good examples of this. So I've always wanted to work in personal development, spirituality, mental health, realm, world, whatever you want to call it. But I've always sort of been frozen in fear and not done anything because I didn't have an exact step-by-step plan of how it was going to happen. Recently I've decided that I'm going to manifest this dream. This is what I want and I'm not afraid to admit it. So I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to get there but I decided that I'm, I'm just going to try stuff and see how it goes and this is why I've come to record this podcast. Also I've been posting on TikTok about my vision about like my thoughts, my ideas, feelings, etc. about spirituality, personal development, that kind of thing. So I've been thinking about what is the physical manifestations of trusting your gut. And I think sometimes when something doesn't feel right, I'll feel the physical symptoms of anxiety. So I've got a knot in my stomach, my body's tense, my thoughts start to become rapid, my brain scrambled my breathing is short and fast and you know maybe sometimes get sweaty palms and I'll just feel like overall anxious. However going in the opposite direction of when I'm leaning more towards something feels like the quote-unquote right decision I'll feel the opposite so I'll feel calm, I feel still and my thoughts are clear. However saying all of that when you're making a decision and you're trying something new, you're putting yourself out there, it can be scary, and it may not feel 100% great within your body and your mind, and you might exhibit the physical manifestations of anxiety, because you're putting yourself through something that is discomfort. So I think it's a it's a tricky one, because there is nuance there. But that is sometimes how I use my gut to guide my decisions. I suppose it comes back to this idea of accepting that you might be a little bit unsure about the choices that you're making, but there's not necessarily a right or wrong decision to make. It's just we have desirable or less desirable outcomes. Also, I just wanted to jump in and adding this theory that I heard the other day because I think it really helped me to move forward and get out of this place of being frozen with fear when making decisions and it's called the stepping stone theory. So it's essentially this idea that the path forward isn't always clear but you have to move to the next stone for the following stones to reveal themselves and as you keep moving to the next stone more options excuse me, become available And when you get to the point of when you can look back and you can see the way forward was that all along, but it wasn't always clear. 
So the idea is to just keep moving even if you're uncertain because the next stone could be the one that leads to great things. And I just love that theory because I think it's open and it's playful. Okay, so going back to this idea about a guide on how to trust your gut instincts, I think that a big part of it is trusting yourself and valuing your opinion. So when I used to make decisions, I used to outsource a lot of opinions so from like my family and my friends and don't get me wrong I do value their opinions but I think I used to do it so much that it was almost saying to myself I don't value my own opinion I don't trust myself so I almost like to see myself (laughs) this is gonna sound weird but like in a relationship with myself so I am my own best friend and it's almost like saying say you have this other person who is your best friend and you didn't value or trust their opinions that would be weird because they're like the closest person to you okay so I'm going to move on to speaking a bit about chapter 14 now and this is a direct quote from the author so they say the truth is we don't have to have it all figured out nor do we even have to figure it all out. How can our limited minds possibly understand and try to manipulate the entire world to our desires? And I think it's so important to remind ourselves that we don't have to have all aspects of our lives figured out and that is what makes life exciting with the endless possibilities. I used to be quite afraid of the idea of not knowing how I'll get somewhere, literally and figuratively, But I think a shift in my mindset, which I'm going to share with you guys, is I am now excited by the prospect of not knowing how we'll get somewhere. I want life to be fun, adventurous, spontaneous and surprising. I don't want life to be a series of calculated decisions that are safe, but don't light the fire within me. Okay, so I just wanted to discuss a little bit about the benefits of this new way of life that I'm living. So I think a big one for me is that my anxiety is significantly reduced. I spend so much less time ruminating and worrying about the outcomes of a situation or the future or whatever it is. And in turn, I'm a lot more present because I'm not constantly thinking about the future. And all this extra time and energy that I have because I'm worrying less, I can use it for the things that I love and I care about and I find fun. Another thing that I love about this new way of thinking is I feel a lot more open and playful about my attitudes towards life and I'm welcoming new experiences. So, for example obviously moving to Canada. I think that I could spend so much time and energy ruminating and worrying about exactly what's going to happen when I get out there. But actually, I think a lot of me is just excited about the prospect of the unknown. I feel blessed and privileged that ahead of me, I've got all of these limitless possibilities to look forward to. Something interesting that I found as well over this like past year is that when I have put my trust in the universe, that most of the time the situation works out or the outcome is better than I could have imagined. 
So I think a good example of this is when my sister um, wanted to move out to live with a boyfriend. So obviously I could have been beside myself with worry about living with this new person and all the different outcomes they could have had. But I just said to myself, just put your trust in the universe that you're going to meet somebody who is going to be the right person to live with. And I struck gold. So I moved in with my new flatmate about a year ago and she ticks all my boxes and more. She's respectful, she's tidy and also she's my friend. Like we go out and we do loads of fun things like we go hiking together, we do, we cook together and I love living here and I'm going to be really sad when I leave and I've made a friend for life I think. So in fact I had nothing to worry about and I also had something amazing to look forward to. So the last segment of the podcast is going to be a little bit of a chat and I'm going to offer some practical advice and tips on how to sort of move yourself more towards trusting your gut instincts, letting go of control. The first thing I'm going to say is I highly recommend you read the book that we've just discussed. So it's called Don't Believe Everything You Think. So the subheading's called Why Your Thinking is the Beginning and End of Suffering. And the author is Joseph Nguyen. I'm probably not saying that right, but this is how you spell it. N-G-U-Y-E-N. I'll try and put it in the show notes if I can. If not, Google it. It's the best book that you're going to buy this year, honestly. It has so much more to offer than just the little snippets that I spoke about on the podcast. And also, it's a really short book, which I think is good because sometimes when I'm reading a book about like personal development, spirituality, that kind of thing, I don't want a really long, heavy book. I just want something short, simple and straight to the point. So the next piece of advice that I'm going to give is a little bit kind of like mantras. So... I like to ask myself when I'm sort of snowballing and getting out of control with worry, is excessive planning and worrying going to change the outcome? And the answer is always no. And I think that sometimes just gives you a bit of perspective on a situation. Also, you could try a classic mantra like, I trust myself in the universe, which I think doesn't necessarily work for everyone because I think just saying a bold statement that is far from what you actually believe, you're not going to just automatically start believing it. But I do recognise the power in if you start saying something out loud or you start just saying it more in the conversations that you have with people, you are more likely to start to believe it. Following on from that, I think... If you're not the sort of person where mantras work and you need sort of a bit of evidence, a bit of proof to believe in something, you could always write down a list of examples where things have worked out and you haven't had to plan them incessantly. So for example, when I'm trying to trust the universe, trust my gut, let go of control, I like to remind myself of the flatmate situation that I just spoke about. That obviously worked out so well and 
I didn't have to incessantly worry and plan. That just naturally worked itself out. Okay, so to round up this podcast, I just wanted to say one last thing. Don't get me wrong, I think a little bit of planning and a bit of forethought about how something is going to happen is a good thing. So for example, talking about Canada again, I've booked a hostel to stay in for the first few days that I'm there, just so I've got that a little bit of a safety net and I've got a little bit of a plan for when I get there. It's just all about being reasonable and having that balance and just asking yourself, am I excessively worrying about this thing that I can't really control? Okay, so that's the end of the first ever Contentment Theory podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it and you found some value in what I said and it wasn't too waffly or rambly. I hope you all have a great weekend and see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm new to this world of podcasting, generally putting myself out there on social media. So if you have any comments, feedback or questions, please contact me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. So my handle is evegiovanna underscore, that's E-V-E-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A underscore. And if you found value or enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you shared this with a friend or left a review.